Currently, we have 45 degrees in Appomattox, Amherst, 46 in Danville, Salem, Roanoke, Bedford, and Lynchburg. It is 8.06, the last time I looked at the clock. It's the morning jam. We're so glad to have Devin on the line from Campers Care uh, Ministry down there in Gretna, Virginia. Good morning, Devin. Hey, Mark and Janet. We got a little, well, I would almost say frost on the pumpkin down in Gretna this morning. but yeah. uh, <laughs> it's a little chilly out there. It's a little bit on the cool side. Nothing warms you up like a cathead biscuit in some morning jam. <laughs> there you go. That'll do it. For those of you not familiar with Camper Care Ministries, they, they do a lot of great things, one of which is when people suffer uh, through a, a tragedy, whether it's a tornado or a flood or whatever, their house is burned down. Campers Care Ministry goes down and they set up a camper and provide everything that you would need in that camper to sustain yourselves until you kind of get your feet on the ground and figure out what just happened. This is not a great time of year to be without a home. No. As, uh, abs- things are getting cooler, for sure. Absolutely. So that's kind of in a nutshell what Devin and his team do. And they they are uh, wanting to also not only provide the, the, the trailer that they would set up, in your place they want to sometimes even be able to take a skid steer and and sort of maybe cut out a little plot because not anything is flat or straight in this uh, state it would seem or level and you got to have a nice level place to set up one of these trailers uh let's talk about an event that you guys have coming up this weekend which is uh you know preaching the gospel and also raising some money for that skid steer yeah mark um and to hinge on on your comment there one of the things that, that we see more common than not, especially there's, there's two different types of disasters that we responded to where a, a skid steer is, um, is needed. And um, one of which uh, we've, we responded to floods. Um, and when you get in a flooded area, you know, you, the, the ground is before the flood looks one way. And after, uh, you know, it's, it's very disrupted. You, you sure. rut it out. Um mm-hmm. You've got the uh, moving mud and rock and debris and those type of things. But also, one of the things that we do is when someone has a house fire, um, and people forget about that. We think about big disasters, and uh, but but you know, we we also serve individual families that are faced with physical, emotional, spiritual storms of life mm-hmm. that just impact them and not anyone else in that community. And so we we've actually you know helped some folks locally in Halifax County and Franklin County and Bedford. Mm-hmm. Right now we have uh, we have campers set up in those three counties, and each one of those counties the the family has experienced a house fire. And um, wow. you know when you when you look at that, when you go out, you say, well, you can just set a camper up in the yard, and, and that's true. But you gotta also remember that where that house once set is where a lot of your utilities, your septic tank hookup, your water hookup. Yes. So you want to try to get that as close to those utilities as you possibly can. And what we find ourselves doing is getting out there with some rakes and um, and trying to you know get things set up. And it takes time, and we've we've had to rent uh, equipment to you know kind of sort of excavate and clean up that site. Mm-hmm. And that takes time, and time is something as Janet you're talking about the family you know, is looking to get into something so they can kind of get their life back together, what items they were able to salvage, put them in a camper, uh, and get some normalcy back to their life. So the quicker that we can get that site prep, get that camper on that site, is the quicker we get that family uh, and, and bring hope and restore some faith back to that family and begin that ministry aspect. So 
this weekend we're going to have uh, the Gretna Old Timey Gospel Jubilee. Hmm. And uh, through that, we're going to have a lot of entertainment, some old-time cloggers coming down, bluegrass music, uh, up-and-coming southern gospel artist who's a close friend of mine out of Conway, South Carolina. Uh, he just returned from Texas from singing, and he's, uh, uh, I think, aged about 19 years old, but sounds like Squire Parsons when he starts oh, singing. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm just waiting on Bill Gaither to send him a uh, contract. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But Aiden is just a great human being. His whole family, uh, ministry partners of ours, they're coming up to sing. Um, and it's just going to be a great time. But one of the coolest things we're going to have is Friday night. Um, you, Mark and Janet, I know you all remember back in the day, those old Friday night auctions. We used to go to the old Friday night auction house. You sit oh, around yeah. the pot belly stove. Yep, yep. And, and it was so many lies and gossips told in there. You could uh, you could shake a stick at them. Well, we're going to have that, that that type of event Friday night at the American Legion Post in Gretna. And we're going to have some really cool items to auction off. Uh, and we're also inviting the public to bring uh, some items, too, that they want to get rid of. Some things that's been sitting around the house, farm implements, tractors, and golf carts, whatever you may have, boats, whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. Bring it on. We have a, 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 a licensed auctioneer, Lionel Reynolds from Gretna. He's going to be auctioning the items off. Um, Campus Care has been so blessed to have some items donated. Uh, the, the largest item we have right now is a 2016 uh, pop-up Clipper uh, camper. It's valued at a little over $11,000. Okay. And um, it's, a, it's a beautiful camper. We can't wait. Um, someone's going to get a great deal on it. It's been donated to us. And what we're going to actually do with that camper is inside that camper, we're going to give you two, uh, three days and two nights at a campground in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, with nice. two tickets to the Carolina Opry that you can use to enjoy your very first camping experience in Myrtle Beach. So we've got some, uh, we're, going to, we're going to incorporate all of that into our final item that we'll auction off that night. And hopefully, prayerfully, uh, if it's the Lord's will, we'll raise enough money to purchase a skid steer. Uh, that we can use to, uh, to, to to wrap up some of these projects and, and get people into their campers and, and ultimately be able to use that to go back to them to help them uh, start to rebuild their home. Now, can you um, just to, are you looking at a particular model? Are you looking at a cat, a bobcat? What are you, is there a specific one out there that you guys want? And let's talk about the, you know, what you could get that for. And yeah, are you so, looking um, new and used, or what's yeah. what's the deal yeah, there? So we we have already secured a uh, caterpillar, okay, uh, from a local company, um, and uh, I won't get into a lot of the specifics on who they are and everything okay, else. Fine. They 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 asked me not to, okay, but um, and but they have donated uh, all of the cost of the camper, uh, with exception of the seventy five hundred dollars that we need to raise. So in essence, what I'm telling you is. It's uh, it's almost like a fifty fifty match. So okay. To speak. So um, hey, that's so we're great. Trying to, we're, we're trying to raise the our part of it, and yeah. they're going to come. They're going to come out with their part, and uh, and I know the Lord's going to provide. There's no question in my mind that it's going to happen. And uh, and the reason I asked the, for a number, I, I, already there. I worked in Christian radio for for many years and did a lot of shareathons, and people respond to a number, and if they know that number. Um, and they know they're working towards that number. They will, they step you know, up. they'll step up and do their thing. That's right. Amen. Yes, so, sir. And and that and that's what that's our goal is seventy five hundred. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to raise so that we can do our part. 
to to match what they've already already done in their donations. So um, that's where we are. Um, we've already had uh, one individual this morning give us a hundred bucks. Uh, we put the uh, Facebook page, uh, post out about an hour ago. Mm-hmm. We've already had one person say, "Hey, I'll I'll donate a hundred dollars to it." And uh, so we're seventy-four hundred dollars already. So, there you go. And like I said, and this is how the Lord works. Um, you know, we just have to be patient and wait on Him, and we know that's going to happen. Um, it's always He's never failed us, and He never will. Mm-hmm. And um, we just have to be patient because if we don't exhibit that patience, you know, it kind of shows when we go out and, and we witness for Him to others. If we don't have the patience, how can we ask those to have patience that we're serving as well? So we have that patience. We wait on Him to move. But he moves in people like are listening to the morning game. So if if someone wants to give a secure way that they can do that, because I would give out your toll free number right now a dozen times in thirty seconds, uh, if that would help. But what's the best way that they can securely give to this this outreach uh, and this specific need with the skid steer? Yeah. So on our website, it's Campers Care, and that's C A M P E R S. Care, C-A-R-E, dot org, camperscare.org, and there's there's three different ways on there. You've got the PayPal option, um, it's our 2023 fundraiser option, so it's a link right there on the front page. Um, some folks like to use Venmo, some folks like mm-hmm. to use Cash App. Uh, there's all different ways people are, can send money now, and we have to be a part of that. But you know, Mark, me, and the old-fashioned guy that I am, um, I mean, I still like to write a check. So right, we right. have that. We have a post office box right here in Gretna, and that's P.O. Okay. Box 1145, uh, post office box 1145, Gretna, Virginia, 24557. And folks can uh, write that check, uh, money order, whatever they like to do. Or, hey, best thing to do, come out Saturday, Friday yeah. night and Saturday, see us, get some food, enjoy some good time and fellowship. Let us tell you about the, the man that went to a cross and saved us. Uh-huh. and uh, we'll tell you about a man named Jesus, and uh, we'll share some stories about him and what he's done in our lives. Okay. If you feel led to donate at that point, hey, we'll be there, and um, we'd love to get your information if you're listening never heard about us so that we can kind of keep you updated as well as to uh, when you give to us what your donation is doing and, and, and the lives that are being impacted. Okay. Make sure you put on the uh, in the memo on your check, Skid Steer, and they'll know what that's uh, for, and that's what it'll yeah. go for. And and we pre- appreciate everything you guys do down there for Campers Care uh, Ministry to the folks that are in, in great need. Devin, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mark, Janet. Y'all take care, and you again, thanks for all that you all that you do for uh, for the folks in in the Commonwealth through the Morning Jam and and, uh, and Rewind. Uh, you guys are great, and um, we just. Uh, you're, you know, you, you're just an example of what radio is supposed to be, and um, we just thank y'all so much um, for, for remaining true to who you are. Thank you, sir. It is 817. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb.
Morning Jam. You make the rocking world go round. Oh, that's Marco, Steve. He's got the rhythm, doesn't he? I know. One of Marco Gabra's top five Morning Jam liners right there. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. He's, There's five he's, of them? He's ranked them. That's oh. number one for Marco. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's... he's uh. He's doing it. He's letting it all hang out. Good. To, okay. You do it. <laughs> you do you. Hey, we talked to Marco earlier in the show in the first hour. We'll have that interview separated up on the uh, SoundCloud here after the show. Go to SoundCloud, type in The Morning Jam on VTRN and today's date, and you'll see Marco's name pop up there. We talked about uh, some stuff earlier in the show, the trans, uh, I can't get the, the, the word, trans criminals or something transnational theft transnational theft because we had a story in camel county yeah and we asked marco to comment on that and then that turned into a conversation with walt that we talked to to and he's got his place called wdd builds they build ar-15 the the thing is we have invited everything into this country i mean they they just saw an open door and so we've got i mean we've got ms-13 here We've we've got um, heaven knows what we have as far as this thing going on yeah. in Israel and mm-hmm. um, it, it's just pretty scary when you think about it. We hope to have Walt Bannett on the show next week to talk about some stuff. Well, it looks like uh, Jim Jordan has jumped a major hurdle. Maybe the tides turning and they're going to actually accomplish something today. We'll see. We might have a speaker, and it won't be Jeffries, the Democrat out of New York. Mm, I don't think so. Um, in a Monday tweet, House Armed Services Committee Chairman Mike Rogers mm-hmm. announced he would be supporting Jordan's speakership bid. Mm. Uh, he was a major opponent. He was. So that's a big win uh, for Jordan. Rogers was ominous about not supporting Jordan for speaker, even saying last week there was nothing Jordan could do to get his support as Speaker of the House. Well, as we know, when asking a girl out for a date... It took me 17 attempts in two years before she said yes. <laughs> this reminds me. This reminds me of the I Love Lucy episode, and I think, I think Lucy had a new expensive hat or okay. something that mm-hmm. she was wearing, and she wanted to be nominated to be president. Oh, okay. and and she couldn't get her friend to you know somebody nominated Ethel. Oh, and okay. so she had to get somebody to nominate her. So she goes into the kitchen with a friend. And the girl comes out wearing her hat saying, I'd like to nominate Lucy, you know, <laughs> Lucy Ricardo for president. So, wow. You wonder if you wonder if, uh, back, if if he came out wearing Jordan's hat. I don't know. The backroom deals that are cut. Right. I know. <laughs> uh, said Jordan and I have had two cordial, thoughtful and productive conversations over the past few days. We agreed on the need for Congress to pass. Uh, a strong NDAA appropriations to fund our government's vital functions and other important legislature like the Farm Bill, he mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger said that the following, uh, that following the pair's conversation, he had decided to support Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House. So, hopefully, they can put this to bed today. I, I hope, hope so. so. Yeah. yeah, it needs to. I mean, we really do need it. Right. We need somebody leading the house. I mean, it just... And look, Jordan would be a great one to do it, but you know that the Dems are going to hate that. Oh, my gosh. Well, they are not going to want him. Here's the thing. We've we've had people in, in leadership roles that were sort of, you know, milk toast about Donald Trump. 
Jim Jordan's not one of them. Nope. He says we need Donald Trump back in the White House. I mean, he just yeah. he just comes right out and says it. Where most people, well, you know, it, let's let the process work. Yeah. You know, they they are politicians. He says we need Trump back in the White House. Well, and you know, and that and that makes me go, well, maybe he's right I, because I do trust Jim Jordan. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, I think I think he's one of the good guys. I will say that I think this whole politics thing has aged him significantly. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Um, well, you talk being about being Speaker of the House might do it even more. <laughs> I know, but I mean, I mean, look, Chris, he always looks like he's he's going into battle. Oh my gosh! Well, he's the former state champion in in Ohio wrestler. But, I mean, but in look his at his class. stance in this picture: shoulders forward, oh, yeah. arms yeah, he down. Is, he's like he is like ready to like pounce. He's, like he's going in. Yeah, it's a it's an the offensive move. Yeah, you know, he's not defensive; he's offensive. You know, yeah, we need it's both, but he is. He is on the offense, and, and he's been drilling down on all this stuff with the impeachment and everything. And I hope whoever he hands that off to will will go with as much vigor because we we need it. My well, uh, things aren't going as well for Biden's nominated nomination uh, ambassador nominated ambassador to Israel. Yeah. Um, they're uh they do put a pro-palestine person in well place. i'm just saying they're saying that the biden nominated jack lou mm-hmm. um they're saying that his record on iran relations during his time as secretary of treasurer caused them to give pause to the situation there you go um in 2018 a senate report by the investigative subcommittee of the senate homeland security and government affairs committee found that lou during his tenure as Secretary of Treasury under the Obama administration, granted a specific license that authorized a conversion of Iranian assets worth billions of U.S. dollars mm-hmm. using the U.S. financial system. Wow. Really? Come on! <laughs> Can't find anybody better. The report found that the administration tried to convert... Wow. 5.7 billion from US banks to Iranian assets. What the h? Mm. It noted the Treasury's Office of Foreign Assets Control encouraged two US US, cor- uh, US correspondent banks to convert the funds. Mm-hmm. Senator Tom Cotton who sits on the Senate Armed Services Committee. <laughs> if he were in my phone that would be his right, you know. Yeah, his ringtone. Watchdog. <laughs> Right. Um, said that uh, he will vote to oppose Lou during a confirmation vote mm-hmm. and that he will be leading an effort to pr- persuade others to block the confirmation. Of course, you know what Biden does. He just, you know, appoints him anyway. Oh, I know. I mean, well, that's, he, that's why he's done before. He, he does a vacation appointment or whatever so the Congress doesn't have to pass it or whatever. There's ways around it. Trump did the same thing. They all do it, but anyway... Marco Rubio said, we need an ambassador in Israel, but it has to be the right person. Yes. Oh, especially right now. My gosh. This is like, this is one of the most critical areas in the world. Yeah. You don't want a slouch, a slouch in there. Oh, and, and Tom Cotton said, Jack Lew is an Iranian sympathizer. He has no business being the U.S. ambassador to Israel. Right. The Senate should not confirm him. They need to pull that nomination. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah nomination why would you do that knowing it's going to bring up all this crap from the from the obama obama might shut that one down well he might well he is running things hey you're on the morning jam good morning got about a minute and a half 
Okay, a minute and a half. Um, I was speaking to Marco. I, he had a, a meeting, just a, like an open town hall Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. From the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was there, and uh, uh, I, met, I had a chance to meet Walt. And uh, he's, he's, a, he's a very quiet guy, but I will tell you one thing right now. He is one badass bone guy. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, he, I was going to say, he, I bet he's not quiet when it counts. <laughs> well, no, but he, I just, well, if you ever get him aside... Uh, he'll tell you a couple stories and go, yep, you don't, you don't want to cross this dude. But anyways, um, they made a couple of statements that, that, uh, I think other people really need to hear mm-hmm. that with all the influx of these, these, these young, uh, Chinese male, they, they are in their twenties. Mm-hmm. They are prime yep. military soldiers yep. and they are waiting to be activated. And, uh, Marco and Walt said, Look, when the poop hits the fan and everything starts to go down, the police are not going to come help you. Right. The police are going to go home and they're going to pre- protect their Themselves. own family. Sure. So you have to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And they just he, he just came around and said, look, you need to get an AR-15. You need to know how to use it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if, you need to be you well-versed on martial law. You need to know what martial law is and how it works. And That's right. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the call, Kevin. Appreciate it, bud. We're, Sustainable we're, Living Made Easy has an entire uh, episode on just martial law. Right. What is it? How does it impact it? How do you survive and behave during it? Yeah. How does it work? Yeah. 831 CBS News Brief coming up next. Kimberly McBroom from WDBJ7 as well. Now it's 48 degrees pretty much everywhere. Uh, Lynchburg, Bedford, Roanoke, Danville, Salem, Appomattox, 47 in Amherst. A little bit cooler there. Those temperatures be climbing, Miss Rose. Indeed. <laughs> they're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly, oh, but they're sure. getting there. 866-916-3776. Trucker Bob wanted to talk about the plastics and the recycling we were talking about earlier. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, we regularly, from my company, we go and pick up corrugated crust box that are bailed to take to the paper mills to recycle them. Mm-hmm. And at those same facilities, they do the glass and the plastic. And their their plastic is kind of falling off. They were shipping a lot of it over to China on your overseas containers, but... Uh, now a lot of that stuff they're just they're just taking to the landfills now because they just can't use it. They're not they're, the price has gone down on it and China's not taking as much. Interesting. So that, that's why you got your plastic sitting around doing nothing. And I to me I thought it was a great idea to recycle plastic. You melt it down, you got plastic again. Right, right. It may be simple to me, but it might be a little more complicated process. But still, they can do it. I mean. Yeah. But you said you had a military question. Well, we were, we were talking about martial law going into the into the break, and and we've actually received a text uh, about it and how how the game changes. I mean, it it's like the Constitution and things like that sort of get put aside under martial law. And and you being for, former military, I was just curious what your take was if you were trained in any of that just by even a, a small bit of information because you would be the military, you'd be part of that process of implementing martial law. A lot, a lot of that would come from the National Guards, almost exclusively. The regular right. Army would not be a privy to that. But 
a, a commanding general be, would be in charge of the martial law. And, and like I told you earlier, uh, Mark, that, that the, the writ of habeas corpus goes out the window. They can arrest you and hold you and detain you for little or no reason mm-hmm. uh, if, they, if they deem you a bad actor or something. And uh, you don't want to disobey them. Right. When they defend martial law, they're, they're no longer holding blanks in those weapons. Right. But they're given live ammo. Uh, and they may ask they questions have, later, uh, depending on the situation. Yeah. Yeah. They'll sort let, let, old saying in the military was, kill them all, let God sort them out. So. <laughs> oh, right. Lord. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, and I especially worry about young people, because, I mean, young people are stupid. And, and most people, I mean, martial law is complicated to understand, even for an older, well-versed person. Um, it, there's there's a lot the, a lot of the information you find is pretty vague, you know. Yeah, and, and that's never good. <laughs> a lot of times when they declare martial law, there'll be a curfew, a dawn to dusk curfew. Right, and and, and you and, don't uh, mess with that. Not to sneak out to see no. your girlfriend. Not to you you don't. No, because they they aren't out there in like a squad car, one or two guys. These guys will be in a. And a four by four with a with a squad of men, about twelve to fourteen men, and they will be heavily armed, and and they will have have their squad automatic weapons, which is a assault weapon, right? A real it one. Yep. A lot of rounds downrange. Mm-hmm. That's what its purpose is: is to keep the heads of the enemy down so that the squad can attack the position. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's the nature of the game. I mean, if we get to that, I. I you know, the reason a lot of part of our enemies have never ta- attacked us, even Japan was reluctant to come to the United States during World War II because the, the largest non-official army in the world is the U.S. citizen mm-hmm. with hunting rifles. Mm, right. And that's all calibers and all shapes and kinds. And I mean, I think it's like, I want to say it's like 7 million more than any standing army. Wow. So. Yeah, that's a little intimidating for... <laughs> for some, anyway. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you for the call, Bob. Appreciate it, bud. You guys have a great day. You too. You Be too. safe out there. Trucker Bob checking in. Yep. So the plastics and uh, a lot of it ending up in the landfill. China mm-hmm. not taking it like they once did. And so that's interesting. Getting the on-the-ground perspective from folks that actually, you know, has moved those kinds of products. Right. So... It is interesting. So what, uh, I know we, we got a few texts on the martial law. Any Anything there that we can... Um, I have uh, I have someone that's going to be sending me a um, martial law plan okay. that was erased out of the comprehensive emergency plans of local governments after 9-11. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, he's trying to get it added back in the county where he lives. Okay. So, um, yeah. Hmm. Well, God bless them for that. It's going to take, you know, it's going to take average citizens, I think, to make sure that some of this stuff is in place because our our politicians are talking about he, him, her, they, them. Right. Yeah. yeah, Ooh, I almost said the BS word. And and guess what? Uh, He, her, they, them, it ain't going to mean squat when all the chaos hits. That's right. While we're distracted with this bull crap. Right. You know. Rome is burning and then some. Right. So we got to get that together. We need to wise up. I mean, you know, and Marco said, and, and when I told Marco earlier that we were reconsidering some things, 
you know, because of the current situation. And, you know, he made mention, don't let the terrorists, um, you know, rule you. And we and I don't I don't want to. I, I want to think ahead, uh, obviously, at all times from here on out. This will never change people that situational awareness has to be in the forefront of our mind. When you go in a building, know where the exits are. When you when you go in a building, know things about it that you wouldn't necessarily know 10 years ago because you may have to find a way to protect yourself because people are crazy. Mm-hmm. And and with the... Uh, and, and good circumstances. They're kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah. So You know uh, what changes are coming? What's uh, that? Looks like the... Uh, census, right? Making some changes due to our open borders. <laughs> How are they going to change the census now? Well, uh, like these people are going to participate, right? Right. In the census, right. okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the race and ethnicity questions. Oh, ethnicity. Yes, uh, like the one you wow. fill out for the census could soon be different. Okay. Currently, you're asked if you're Hispanic or Latino. Then you're asked. Uh, what is your race? Okay. The current options are American Indian, Alaska Native, Asian, Black, or mm-hmm. African American, Native Hawaiian, or other Pacific Islander, and and white. We just all get lumped into that thing. <laughs> and white. Yeah. Um, there's a sixth category called some other race. Okay. For updating the office of, which I've just started marking for fun on some things. <laughs> You're some other just, race. Just, it's, it's just a mess with them. I okay. can identify however I want to, Hey, sir. I'm not judging you. Okay. Make I sure am not you judging you. Um, you. For updating the Office of Management and Budget's race and ethnicity statistical standards mm-hmm. include connect, collecting race and ethnicity together with a single question, adding a new racial category named Middle Eastern... Hmm. And North African. Okay. And updating terminology, definitions, and question wording for Statistical Policy Directive Number 15. Standards for maintaining, collecting, and presenting federal data on race and ethnicity. Okay. We don't really need government boxes on surveys in order to validate our own feelings of race or racial identity, said the Vice President for Economic and Social Policy Studies. Uh, they uh, he laid out his arguments against the proposal in his paper, the consequence of a Middle Eastern or North African survey question. Mm-hmm. Says the creation of this category would backfire in several ways. Okay, resulting in discrimination against America of uh, Middle Eastern North African ancestry in university admissions Mm -hmm. by producing many fewer benefits than reported by benefiting non-MENA lawyers and bureaucrats by making current data collection practices redundant and aiding surveillance of MENA Americans. So they're saying it's all about, so you really think, do you really think this current administration is going to be worried about that? I mean, they're the whole reason this is even going to have to be added in. Mm-hmm. We've got more Middle Easterns here than we've ever had. Yeah. Well, and there's a congressman right now trying to get some legislation brought forward that um, they're talking about tens of thousands of Hamas 
refugees coming into oh, our country. Dear God. And he's trying to put a stop dear to it. Dear God. I, I'm telling you, guys. And look, uh, did you see what happened in Sweden yesterday? We can't take care of our own. Right. Good old Sweden. Oh, boy. Uh, there was some kind of an attack there. I thought they were neutral. Well, they apparently they were too neutral, Janet. Oh. No, I didn't see that one. You're going to fill me in on that one. It's, um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not aware of it. Of so, attack. It, you know, it was in the news. It didn't, there's just too much big news for that one to cut through, but it still happened. So it's, it's, uh, interesting times that, that, that we live in. So, so uh, it says that, um, I mean, I'm seeing where it says the, it was a brutal wake up call for Swiss foreign policy. Right. Yeah. Because they, they've, had to redefine their position when it comes to foreign policy, which they've not been great at doing. No. Um, well, they're 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 neutral. Why? Come on, come on in. You know, it'll be okay. Mm, no, they're not. Love our way of life. No. You know, because we're we're it's loving a, people. I mean, it's yeah. No, you're the infidel. You are the infidel. But Swiss getting in Switzerland, being becoming a citizen of Switzerland, is nearly impossible. Mm-hmm. I mean, nearly impossible. So, you know, I think it's it's great for them to sit there going, oh, we're neutral. Oh, we're peaceful. They're sovereign. I'll tell you that. You think their borders aren't secure? Oh. You would be mistaken. Well, and and here's one of the stories that, that did make the news yesterday, that the area of Egypt where people uh, aren't being allowed to go over, maybe they've changed it in the last 24 hours, I don't know, but they didn't want to receive any refugees. You know how, you know how deep in the ground their steel fence goes? It goes 20 feet down in the ground, the steel mm-hmm. fence, mm-hmm. and then it's 30 foot above ground. It's a 50 foot fence. But you, the, the top five, the top countries that are the hardest to get citizenship mm-hmm. Australia uh, Austria is number one okay Germany's number two huh Japan Switzerland wow mm-hmm well yep something be going wrong over there <laughs> I don't know it seems to be like they may be getting it right hungry for some truth with a side of common sense you want answers then you found the right choice it's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. Okay, that was Noodles. Uh-huh. Adding it up. Yeah. Saying that uh, we've gov- gone above and beyond mm-hmm. today. We've covered a lot of topics. Yes. If you want to catch up on any of those topics, go to our SoundCloud page. By Is that going, what she was doing? Going to SoundCloud. Okay. Well, she was calculating just last week's downloads oh, gotcha. of, of the show. Okay. And uh, we had that download uh, of the gentleman we interviewed, Bruce uh, Rubenberg, I mm-hmm. believe. I want to yeah. pronounce his name right. Had him on. He, uh, he has friends and family. That literally were texting and calling during the the uh, invasion. Let's right. call it what it is: the attack on Israel. A lot of stuff up on the SoundCloud. The interviews uh, today we had with Marco and Walt will be up there, 
and um, you know just a lot of good information also you can go back and look at things like glenn bomblitz mm-hmm. the stuff you did with glenn yeah and others uh, you talked about martial law martial law you know how to how to build a uh, a supply list uh what staples should you have where do you begin with that he, right. we did a whole show on a checklist of that how to make sure you've got water food shelter you, you know got to have it and if we lose the grid you know that gas is only going to last so long right that I mean, you that you might have people are like oh i have a generator or oh, are you gonna do when you're out of gas right then what yeah i mean these yeah. are questions they're not fun no they're not questions and we try to make it as palatable as possible but um, you better you know better know what's what yeah. just in case with with all the you know i heard a thing about the last 14 days they had somebody had done a breakdown i'll try to find it of just the people that had came across the border they had broken it down by nationalities yeah and it was crazy yeah a lot of mi- middle eastern blowing. and a lot of chinese mm-hmm. just in the last 14 days yeah. um, bring them on in I, I, again we've we've said this on on the show i mean if if i'm <clears throat> this administration has built the Trojan horse, right? And is just loading it up. They're loading it up, and if you if you don't think that the bad people that want to see us fail and and completely collapse aren't feeding that monster oh, yeah. down there on the border, you're mistaken. Yeah, you're mistaken. Yeah, no doubt about that. So, um, you, you know, I don't like stories where animals, animals get hurt. Right. I don't. I just. I can't. I, I can't do it. Okay. I finished watching Ma yesterday right. the, the one i was talking about with octavia spencer right which is terrifying if you like to watch a scary movie every now and then it, it it's it, it's pretty terrifying it right. goes to some places right. um and i was okay with her you know like hurting people but like when it came to the doc because she works in a vet's office i was like i'm gonna have to turn this off i can't watch this if an animal's gonna get i don't know why I'm, I'm totally fine with the with the human, but is the dog okay? Right, That's right. what I want to know. Uh, there was a dog that was trapped mm. in a cave for three days mm. with a bear. Oh Lord! Wow. Y- yeah, not good. The Walden's Creek Volunteer Fire Department said the Sevierville County Technical Rope Rescue Team was activated. When a dog named Charlie fell down a narrow opening and was trapped 40 feet under. Mm. He had been trapped in the cave for three days. A rescuer was lowered into the cave but quickly exited when he discovered Charlie was not alone. (laughs) There was a 200-pound black bear just a few feet away. The rescuers waited until the bear left and then went back down to bring Charlie to the surface. He was dehydrated. Mm-hmm. He was very hungry, but otherwise uninjured. How about that? <sighs> See, I tell you, everything's okay. I, I do have. I a, almost didn't even read the headline. <laughs> I mean, I didn't almost didn't read the article. I was like, well, I don't think it would be on here if it the guy badly. wearing the helmet. His name is Trey something. Trey uh, the, something. The, the the Fox correspondent that's covering okay. the war. Oh yeah, was holding a baby um, golden retriever. No. And uh, that was just wandering around. Uh, yeah. The family, uh, you know, the, the, unfortunately, the family didn't make it. Oh, Lord. And uh, and he was holding this dog. And, and you know, I just, it's, that, it's, that was a, that it's was a also, tough story. It's also sad, it, yeah. you know, because 
because the animals are impacted. Yeah, they're impacted. Children and right. And they don't. I mean, they don't know what's going on. Oh, they have no idea. Kids don't know what's going on. Yeah. Animals don't know what's going on. Right. Uh, it's another good news story for Chick Fil A. Oh, okay. Once again, they're saying Chick Fil A is the best of the best, best drive-through customer service in America. They got it down to a science. They really do. Uh, they rate uh, ten major U.S. chains. Mm-hmm. It's the tenth year in a row that Chick Fil A has been atop the satisfaction index. The family-owned, privately held restaurant company got a score of ninety-seven percent. Wow. Two percent higher than in 2022. Wow, and this even after all the hate speech that they've been propagating. (laughs) Whatever. I mean, just, you know. Uh, They say they think it has something to do with the friendliness of the employees. I think it's the Christian chickens myself. Uh, The next highest were uh, Hardee's and Taco Bell. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm a little surprised knowing. For friendliness? One of the particular Hardee's. Oh, the one particular Hardee's around town. They are some of the friendliest people. Yeah because they build a relationship with you while you're waiting 20 minutes for your sandwich to get made. <laughs> Do you mind pulling forward? They We're have a put, chance to get getting to know you. Pull forward. Betty will join you in the car. That's right. <laughs> so I've uh, brought a board game. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. That's phase 10. Doesn't that take at least 30 minutes? Exactly. Oh, yeah. But we're going to be here for two rounds. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then if you're just playing heads up, you know, chances are you're going to oh, yeah. get it pretty quickly. True, true. All right. Satisfaction by brand top 10, starting at number 10. Okay. Burger King. All right. Number nine, Duncan. Uh, actually, no. Duncan and KFC tied for eight. Did they? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Hardee's and McDonald's hot, tied at six, both with 88%. Uh, Carl Jr.'s, a.k.a. Hardee's. Mm-hmm for overall satisfaction number five wendy's number four arby's number three Mm. taco bell number two wow and chick-fil-a number one can i break i'll let you break the uh that's what's convenient speed order accuracy okay just you You, you break the kentucky well which one do you want your ladies first if you could break one of the ties which one do you want to break the mcdonald's one or the kfc one um probably um I don't know. I don't really care because I don't eat enough to care. Okay. Well, I frequent McDonald's. I'll break that one. Who were they against? Burger King? Uh, No. Hardee's. Hardee's. But Mc- I will tell you, McDonald's. Hardee's chicken tenders. Well, they are awesome. Kicks they McDonald's are awesome. Butt, so. I'm thinking of overall variety on the menu. Uh, well, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm going with Hardee's. Yeah. I'm going with Hardee's. I, I mean, I So think you get the Kentucky, Kentucky Fried Chicken Dunkin' Donuts one to break. I, I, KFC. KFC. Okay. Yeah. And especially if they had the grilled chicken still. They used to have the grill, grilled chicken pieces yeah. you could get instead of rice. I, that's when I stopped going to KFC. You know what's... Was when they got rid of that. You know what swayed me with Hardee's? What? It's the super biscuit that Uh-oh. I occasionally get coming into the show. Uh-oh. What's it's on the, that? Oh, it's a double sausage biscuit. Oh. <laughs> Don't they have the omelet biscuit, too? I think they have they an do. omelet biscuit. And you know good. why I'm kicking McDonald's out? The last three times I went to a certain McDonald's when they're supposed to be open at five. They were. I was running a little late. Yep. I'm sorry. Our ice cream machine's broken. I'm not asking for ice cream. <laughs> Make today awesome.